Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Can I get a what's good, my dudes? A what's good, my dudes? I'm a bit hyper today. What's up, gangsters? We're back for another episode of Dishcast. For the six people that start listening to this, we're on episode nine. It is the 20th, 28th of May, 2020, and we're back. How's it going? I didn't sleep last night. <laughs> no sleep. Um, I don't know what it was. Maybe I was worried about my brew. I made a beer yesterday, put it in the bucket business as usual uh but for whatever reason it wouldn't quite reach temperature so i had to put it in the yeast in uh one degree over so i was worried it was going to fucking explode in the night or it was going to be bad uh thinking ahead and that was a bad idea because i oh you know what it's not that i didn't sleep i didn't go to bed <laughs> since lockdown uh i just haven't been if I'm not tired, I just don't go to bed. You got nothing. What have I got nothing to wake up for? I'm not going to go to bed if I've got nothing to wake up for. So, you know, another thing: if I go to if I go to sleep and I can't, if I go to bed and I'm hungry, then I I can't. It doesn't work. Sleeping doesn't work. I just I just have to wait for the morning. I have to wait for a time to get food. It just doesn't work. So I'm just caning coffees, and we're going to get through this. I'm standing up this time as well. You can't see I'm standing up. Got my mic arm tall, and I'm just talking into it like a fucking... Like I'm recording a Christmas number one. So yeah, what's good? Um, yeah, so with the, with the beer brewing yesterday, I didn't plan to, but I ended up um, like making a video, put it on YouTube of the process... I literally yesterday I knew I had to do a beer and I knew I had to practice like editing on Premiere Pro so I just started filming myself making beer and bada bing bada boom it was up like within like 
in an eight hour time span, I had a video and beer. So if you want to go on my YouTube page, people still say YouTube page, YouTube channel, Dish Boy Podcasts, then you can watch it. And yes, I know the audio is garbage. I've had that. <laughs> it's like the only feedback I've had. Now, people have said they've enjoyed it. The people who have, who have watched it, they've said it was funny. But the, the biggest thing is, yeah, the audio is garbage. You think someone who does a weekly podcast with a pretty good audio setup and has knowledge of two uh, audio mixing softwares at this point would be able to make some good fucking audio for his dumb YouTube video. But no, no, the audio was just garbage. It's just like super tinny and you just can't, <laughs> you just can't hear anything. Reason being, I, um, I use, I, so I, I filmed it on my phone and I plugged in an external microphone into my phone. It's like a really long cord, like the kind of ones you clip onto your shirt, like those ones. And then I turned my um, focus right on, had the laptop running Audacity recording on there. But I just, you know, I've been I've been out of the record the uh, editing game for a long time now. I haven't really done any like substantial video editing since <laughs> since uh, uh, college. So I was just basically just making it up as I went along, and it wasn't, yeah. So the so the I just couldn't I just couldn't figure out how to sync the fucking audio, and that's why it sounds like garbage. That's why it sounds like you're inside. Uh, you're inside a bucket of beer while watching a bucket of beer appear, my dear. <laughs> Fucking shit. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So you want to watch that? Um, part two is coming soon. I've brewed the beer. Part one uh, is up, and you know, give it a watch if you want. Just made it for a laugh, you know. Don't be too quick. Don't take it too seriously. All right, Jesus. It's just a fucking video. So let's press on. A couple things I um throughout the week. I don't know if you guys I don't know if anyone who listens to this is into this. Like there was this big YouTube drama between these two YouTubers, H3H3 and Keemstar. Keemstar calls out H3H3 for fraud. So H3H3 makes a video on Keemstar which is 46 minutes long pointing out everything Keemstar has ever done badly to the YouTube community. And then Keemstar responds. Um, so I made a little meme out of it. <laughs> uh, the meme is like, it's them two sitting on when, um, Keemstar was on h podcast a few years ago and I put like rare footage of them or whatever, made a meme out of it. Got bloody 4,000 upvotes on Reddit. Really like not at all Reddit savvy, you know, I started on Reddit maybe a year ago. No, no, it was like November I started my account on Reddit. I used to be like one of those lurking people, you know, who used to just go on Reddit, upvote, downvote, but not really do anything. But I've recently been posting and uh, it's, it's going well to varying degrees. But it was on the fucking front page of uh, the subreddit. Not the actual Reddit, but, you know, front page of a subreddit. And my name is on there as Dishboy Max, and hopefully... <laughs> Hopefully, uh, people will uh, follow me because of that meme. <laughs> no, uh, you got to be hopeful, but probably not. I also did tweet it to Ethan Klein, um, H3, and he uh, he didn't 
he didn't reply but i did get 100 favorites on that but those are like cheap favorites you know they're not real favorites they're not favoring because of you they're favoring because you sent it to the right person um at the right time and all of the all of his fans just like the fucking tweet so i'm not like taking i'm not you know i didn't get any retweets you know just got favorites jesus it's hot oh god i'm recording on um adobe audition today hopefully it goes well so i've watched a lot of things over the week i watched the bloody um michael jordan documentary on netflix jesus christ really good really good i recommend it to anyone and i'm really not a basketball person my brother is he's really into basketball it'd be good to maybe do like a like a 20 minute podcast where we just talk about it together but um <laughs> if you had to <laughs> If a month ago you come to me and you were like, Max, what are the top five things you're not interested in? I mean, I wouldn't guarantee it, but there's a there's a slight chance that basketball and rednecks who own Tigers would be on that list. And Netflix has won me over with both recently. So who's to say it can't happen again with Truffle Pigs? That'll be the next documentary that Netflix is going to release. The Truffle Pig Chronicles. But it just goes to show, you know, like I don't... I mean, I'm aware of Michael Jordan. I'm aware of Dennis Rodman. I'm aware of Scottie Pippen. But unless it's put in a digestible form, I'm not going to follow that shit. But because I just don't care about sports. Just don't care about sports. Don't care about the history of sports. Don't care about learning about sports. None of it. And I I got something out of it. Because documentaries, you know, they just they just change your perception on something. I watch it. And then before you know it, I'm on fucking Michael Jordan's wikipedia page looking up every time he changed teams or changed his number like trying to find extra like stuff that the documentary didn't talk about and me i'm doing that dennis robin though what a nutter i remember when i was a kid on channel four no i wasn't on channel four channel four I wasn't on channel four <laughs> i wasn't on channel four when i was a kid but uh <laughs> um there used to be this show called Big Brother for all you, uh, you know, non-edge lords <laughs> who didn't, who didn't, whose parents didn't allow them to watch Big Brother. I was allowed to watch Big Brother for, for whatever reason. I was allowed to watch Big Brother. wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons, but I watched Big Brother. And there was a show called Celebrity Big Brother where they'd just get a bunch of has-beens and they'd put them in a big celebrity bin, has-beens in a celebrity bin, and one year Dennis Rodman was on it he's this like he's an ex he's a retired basketball player who went broke because he invested in the wrong things and he entrusted his money in the wrong people and like he's just and he was already nuts you know he was just like the sportsman eccentric kind of like David Bowie if his talent was something completely different and there was no kind of mystique to him <laughs> Like the thing with uh, David Bowie was you look at him and you, you've got so many questions, you know, questions that still don't get answered, you know, like the inspiration of Ziggy Stardust, the inspiration of Aladdin Zane. But you look at Dennis Rodman, you just go, yeah, I think he was just crying for attention or he was just damaged to poor guy. But uh, yeah, he, he was on Celebrity Big Brother. And I remember thinking this guy's an absolute asshole. But I didn't know what he was famous for. So seeing I, I knew he, I knew he was a basketball player. I knew his basketball player. I didn't know that he was like the third, you know, mo most the greatest defensive player of all time. 
That was cool, though. Like I said, I'm not a sports person. I don't give a fuck who wins or loses, but seeing Rodman defending, like, it's like combat sport back then, basketball. He's going for the hoops. Rodman's just standing in the way, squaring up to them. It was fucking nuts. And they tell this story about how how Rodman wanted to, uh, he just wanted to go to Las Vegas. Like, we're in the, when they're in the middle of, like, the semi-finals or whatever it is, the, the World Series. Um, so he just goes to, like, Vegas for three days. And they just sign him off because they're like, it's Rodman, he's just nuts. All right, we'll just let him go. Just let him go. But he comes back and he plays basketball. Um, but yeah, the documentary was good in general. Interesting things came up. It was frustrating, though. It was kind of a frustrating watch. Um, not just be- not because like the information in it wasn't interesting, because like I said, once the documentary's got me going, then I'm involved. But uh, it wasn't fucking linear, you know. It's like bouncing all over the place timeline wise. It's like it's like five hundred days of summer. I'm watching it. And I'm like, okay, so the Bulls are against the Pistons. Okay, Rodman's on the team with the Pistons. Cool. And then it will, like, I'll look away from the screen, cut back, and Rodman's now with the Bulls, and they're talking about something else. And I'm like, fucking Jesus, can you not just... Because it starts with... Oh, who cares about this? (laughs) Who cares about this? Uh, Anyone who listens... Is anyone listening a sports fan? If you are, please come on my podcast. Add me on Discord. We can talk. We can talk about sports. If you want to be on the podcast, just, just add me on Discord. Just ask just ask for it. Dishboymax at hotmail.com. No, at gmail.com. We can talk about sports. We can talk about films. We can talk about beer if you want. It's up to you. But yeah, much like the structure of this exact podcast, the structure of The Last Dance was frustrating. Yeah. And this is the second podcast I've done where I haven't slept the night before. And I'm like wired with energy. But not like, ta-da, energy, you know, like the energy you're meant to have. I'm like, you know, I've got like crackhead energy, you know, like, you know, anxious. <laughs> like ready, like. Ooh. What else can I talk about? Oh, I watched this film. Um, I'd been aware of it for a while, but I'd never watched it because I thought it was some kind of generic comedy. It's called World's Greatest Dad, and it stars Robin Williams and the kid from Spy Kids. And it's about this dad and his son, and his dad. the dad is like a teacher, and his son's at the school, and his son is just a complete arsehole. And it's, it sets up this, like, wacky sort of father-son comedy premise and then i'm not gonna spoil it because you should you should watch it It was really good um it just the, the fucking plot just turns upside down and something happens in the film that just completely derails the plot and spins it in this completely separate direction i'm like jesus christ i was bored up until now but this has happened a, a big recommend on that that was one of the first yeah then i rewatched the trailer because i was like how did they sell this film without spoiling it or did they spoil it so i rewatched the trailer and this, the, the twist is not in the trailer if you watch this film, 
World's Greatest Dad starring Robin Williams, then you won't you won't know the twist. And I know exactly what you'd be thinking. If you go if you go on YouTube right now, watch the trailer for World's Greatest Dad, you'll be like, oh, that's some kind of generic, shitty, straight to video, Robin Williams past his prime type of type of film. But it's not, you know, it starts off that way. And I think that's what it was playing into. It was playing into that kind of um, that that kind of expectation. But yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. But there's someone in that film. I was just like, fucking Jesus Christ! It like it it floored me what happened. Um, I watched it on Amazon Prime. It's on there. Really, really like. Uh, it doesn't like it, the 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 film derails and then carries on on the the direction you're not expecting. And it and it then it goes in this like it gets even it gets so big. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it without spoiling it, but it takes what you didn't expect and it goes like super big with it, and it becomes this entirely like what this is like sort of realistic. I can kind of see something like this happening, but also it's sort of the way it's filmed. It's got a lot of kind of music video esque moments where it's just like songs and montages. And also the way it's filmed is very like symmetrical and colourful kind of. So it's sort of like a storybook and it's got kind of storybookish characters kind of. So it's very weird. Like I didn't really know what to make of it. I did, I did enjoy it, especially for that twist. But um, if anyone does end up watching it, can they, uh, can they let me know? <laughs> <laughs> I told my mates about it and no one... No one gives a fuck. <laughs> or if anyone if anyone's seen it, can they um can they can they can they send me an email? Dishboymax at gmail.com. Please tell me what you thought of the film World's Greatest Dad. Because I I mean I was It's it's just not the kind of film I'd usually watch and it, it totally um it 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 subverted my expectations, you know. That's a really pretentious film film critic thing to say, isn't it? my expectations were subverted it it approached me from a different angle who am i mark kermode am i roger ebert it approached me from a different angle roger ebert rogerebert.com for anyone who doesn't know roger ebert was like the most famous film critic um, probably of all time. It's American dude. Really famous. Like, if you ever see a DVD cover, if anyone's still got DVDs or Blu-rays, there'd usually be a, like a, you know, a thumbs up, thumbs down from Roger Ebert. And what's interesting is he's been dead for like six years, I think, Roger Ebert died. But his website's still going. RogerEbert.com And, uh, like, Film critics write for the website RogerEbert.com and then their quote gets put onto Blu-ray and DVD covers. But the the film critics themselves aren't credited. It's like, you know, the film subverted my expectations and then in quotations Rod and then RogerEbert.com. So it's like I don't know, are they trying to trick people into thinking that he's still alive? <laughs> Are there just are there are there grandmas grandmas in America who just who uh, <laughs> who are like oh Roger Ebert yes uh, I mean they went to like that oh what 
Roger Ebert, RogerEbert.com. Oh. <laughs> Sound like Woody Allen. Oh. The bagel. You know what else I watched? Um, about a week ago, um, I watched the new Scooby-Doo film, the CGI animated one, which is like the last film to ever come out, I think. And it was absolute hot garbage. I know it's a kid's film. I know you should really give kid's film a, a little bit of a pass, but I'm not doing it. It was garbage. It was garbage. I know my Scooby-Doo, and that weren't it. That weren't it. Superheroes. Not even a mystery. Zac Efron. Will Forte. Excuse me? Mate, it was garbage. Wouldn't recommend. Wouldn't recommend, even if you got kids. I don't think kids would like it. And I proved this to myself, because I thought, well, is Scooby-Doo even good? Um, but I was reminded that there was actually a really good Scooby-Doo cartoon series that came out in about, uh, I think it was 2009 which I wasn't even old enough to watch. I didn't watch it. I just saw it on Amazon Prime a few years ago. Um, and I watched a couple of episodes. And it's got like this whole overarching thing where Fred's like dad is the mayor of the town and he becomes... Spoiler alert, all right, for anyone who cares. <coughs> spoiler alert for Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. <laughs> Fred's dad is the... Uh, mayor of the town because they live in this town Crystal Cove the mystery gang the mystery team and there's always mysteries going on and Fred's dad is the mayor of this town and then it turns out after the first series because it's got kind of overarching storylines it's like the first Scooby-Doo cartoon that ever <laughs> what am I talking about it's like the first Scooby-Doo cartoon that ever did this with the overarching storylines like fucking Breaking Bad that's where they were at you know not, it wasn't. It was episodic, but they had overarching storylines. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and Fred's dad was the mayor of this town, and it turns out the big reveal that Fred's dad was behind all of the monsters and ghouls and ghastly witches um, at the end of the series, first series or season, if you're in America. And um, so Fred figures this out. <laughs> Fred figures this out. You remember Fred? Uh, and he goes, and he's like, "What is? What is? How? Who am I?" <laughs> like so much depth for a like. I'm not even. Get, I can't even get started on what happens with Shaggy and Scooby and the others. But this is just Fred. You know, the, the the most the blandest one. Fred figures out that his dad is behind all the ghastly ghouls in the town, um, and then he realizes that his dad isn't his dad that his parents left him, abandoned him with this guy. And then, that's the end of series one. <laughs> meanwhile, Shaggy and Scooby are sent off to... Shaggy's sent off to, like, a military camp. Scooby's sent off to a pound. God, so dark. And then that's the end of series one. <laughs> Cliffhanger ending. That's a kid's show. Can you tell that I just watched a uh, video essay on... Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Top 10 reasons why Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated is the best of the Scooby-Doo franchise. 
Number seven. It takes Fred and Daphne seriously. Fred and Daphne have always been the running gag of the series. Their will-they-won't-they relationship is reminiscent of Ross and Rachel from Friends. Is Is Velma a lesbian? Number three. Seriously, though, is Shaggy a stoner? Shaggy's always seen with burgers and sandwiches, and he's always got that perplexed stoner hippie look on his face. And seriously, is he the only one who can understand Scooby? <laughs> What's going- <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is this? If you're listening, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So series two starts off and Fred is like a hobo. And he's he's like, and Daphne's run off with this other guy. And he's got like, there's a joke where it's like, he's got pecs on his front and pecs on his back. He's like the hunk of all hunks. So Daphne's run off with him. Uh, and Fred's grown this like really exaggerated beard. Like, aren't they meant to be like 15? And he's got this long yellow beard and a big yellow, like shaggy hair. Shaggy. No pun intended there. <laughs> and he's got like, and he looks like a bum. And he goes to see Velma and she doesn't recognize him. She's like, oh, we've never had a homeless journal, a homeless guy in Crystal Cove before. Yeah. And she doesn't realize who he is. And Daphne doesn't recognize him. And she gives him a few coins. So then Fred, uh, Velma, oh, fucking whatever. You don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Oh, and Patrick Warburton's in it. You know, the guy who voices G.I. and Family Guy. He's in it. He voices the cop. (laughs) Oh, these mystery incorporated. Coming over here. Solving mysteries. (laughs) That's my my Joe from Family Guy. Also, you know, Patrick Warburton is actually a legend. He's in in so many things people don't give him credit for. He's in fucking a series of unfortunate events. (laughs) The Baudelaire children. Into the reptile. Yeah, he's in that. Um, he's a family guy, of course. And he's fucking, he's in The Emperor's New Groove. He's like the best character in The Emperor's New Groove. Kronk. <laughs> squiggity, squig, squig. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are you kidding? This is hardcore of mahogany. <laughs> what dick? What dick? This isn't the time to be busting out Joe Swanson impression, Max. Get back to the content. I don't think I don't know if this is going to be listenable unless you're literally uh I don't know got it on really low volume and you know you hate yourself and you you're only you're only listening so that you can comment something nasty <laughs> underneath so you've got a bit of got a bit of ammunition didn't like the party. I mean, that's never happened. I don't know why I'm saying that. I'm, just, I'm, getting, I'm getting ahead of the hate. I don't know. <laughs> well, I didn't get any emails this week. I really wanted to add an uh, email at the end of this episode, but alas, didn't get any emails. I did email someone. There's an old uh, film critic on YouTube called Tom Chalabash, who I've been trying to get in contact with because he's, you know, uh, he, 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 he isn't as, as big as he was, and he, I might be able to reel him in to my show. Which, it'd be great to have him because I used to watch his reviews when I was like fucking, uh, like when I, in 2009. How old was I then? Uh, well, I wasn't, I was like 14, I think, when I was watching Tom Chowbash. And now I'm 24. 
So if if you're out there, Tom Shadowbash, uh, come here. This isn't a good uh, sponsor for the show. This doesn't represent what the show is really about. It's usually factual uh, film related topics and, you know, interesting anecdotes, things like that. Tom Shadowbash. Also, Tom Shadowbash, if you know uh, Lights Camera Jackson, if you're friends with him, you're both in the film sphere, can you get him on the show as well, please? Lights Camera Jackson was this kid. A rundown for everyone else. Lights Camera Jackson was this kid. Um, yeah, so he was this, like... I, get, I don't know what to say. It's kind of mean. <laughs> Is he, he In, like, 2010, he was this kid who was on like US morning shows and he used to review films and I remember him specifically because Howard Stern talked about him on his radio show and he was like why is this kid reviewing movies because he he was like 10 years old and he was reviewing films like Inception and I remember he also reviewed the film uh The Kids Are All Right like the film about that about lesbians and stuff and he's like 10 years old and everyone was like why is this kid (laughs) Telling me what to... Oh, and he was like... And he knew... He wrote for RogerEbert.com, I think. Or he knew Roger Ebert. I remember seeing a picture of Lights Camera Jackson with Roger Ebert. But anyway, Lights Camera Jackson... Because um, I, I want to get him on the podcast. He's, he's got a YouTube channel. He gets like 100 views an episode. I want to get him on the, on, the, on the podcast. Who's stopping me? So I was like, oh, I'm, I'll send him a tweet. I'll send him a message on Twitter. And he's blocked me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember uh, the correspondence of that. I don't remember why he would have blocked me. I we used I used to do a film podcast about five years ago, and we had correspondence with him back then. And he was gonna come on. We were close to having him on. He was doing this thing where he was gonna be on like twenty podcasts in a month or something. He was gonna try and do a marathon or a record or something. And we nearly had him on. We we almost booked him, but he he got away. Um. But not this time. <laughs> if anyone can reach out to Lights Camera Jackson, his Twitter is at LCJ Reviews, and I'd love to have him on the podcast. I'll just, just, just. I've I've already messaged him. I messaged him from my my alternate Twitter, the 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 podcast one, which is um, uh, I think it's Dish Boy Podcasts. I think that's what it is. I, I messaged him from that. He didn't reply. This was like two weeks ago. Um, but yeah, Channel Bash and Jackson Murphy. Those are the two. The white whales of who I want on this show. Those are who I need. And if anyone knows them, uh, so Jackson, if you hear this before Channel Bash, or if Channel Bash, you hear this before Jackson, then, uh, you know, let the other one know. I don't know if you know each other, but, you know, it would be great to have you on. You're both film people. I'm a film person. And I've been watching you both for like 10 years. So wh- why not? This isn't a threat. <laughs> this isn't a threat. I know I'm acting a bit insane, but this isn't a threat. Unless you want it to be a threat. <laughs> no, that wasn't... No. All right, we're done. We're done. We're done with that. We're done with that segment. I don't know why I was, I was sort of wrapping up the show. There's, there's more things to talk about. All right, we've done... I've written out like two pages of because uh, I, I emailed Chattelbash today about possibly coming on my podcast. So I've re- written out two pages of questions for him, just on the off chance that he 
today replies and says, yes, I'm available. Um, but I don't think he will. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. Or should I say, I would be surprised if he does. That's what I should say, really. Jesus Christ. I don't have a coaster in my room, so I just used a, like a zoo, disc for Zoolander. And it's just glaring in my eye. Fucking Jesus. Let's close that. Don't want to put my coffee down on my computer, is though. Don't want to spill it. Tell you what is back. Rick and Moy. Who likes Rick and Moy then? I mean, I used to like Rick and Moy. I remember when it was, um, funnily enough, I heard of Rick and Moy from a Watch Mojo video, which is the very thing that I was sort of parodying earlier. Um, and it was on like top 10 animated films at the moment. And this was before it even reached the UK. You could only watch it illegally. I mean, you could only... You, I watched it illegally when it first came out. And uh, I remember thinking, this is great. Shout out Dan Wilburn, if you're listening. He actually got me onto it as well. Good show. I was already like a fan of Dan Harmon. The writer of the show, because I'd watched Community. And he also did this documentary called um, Harmontown. After he gets fired from, from Community... He went on like a tour and um, like a sort of redemption tour, I guess you'd call it, where he was trying to sort of go through a midlife crisis kind of tour. It was really good, actually. And then I watched the, uh, Rick and Morty and it was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was, I mean, it, like, I'm not going to say Rick and Morty was groundbreaking when it came out, but I hadn't seen anything quite like it before. Like that mix of meta humor with, uh, Oh, because that's so pretentious. I'm going to be one of them people that thinks Rick and Morty is genius or whatever. But it was at the time. <laughs> I remember thinking, this is something new. This is something new. I hadn't heard of Justin Roiland before. I was a fan of Dan Harmon, but I remember thinking, this is something new and interesting. And you know what? Just like every good thing, it gets fucking ruined. And I don't, I don't mind saying that. I don't mind being one of those people that Rick and Morty... Rick and Morty got ruined by people. It was good once. For the the first series, second series, good. But I, I couldn't watch the third series without thinking about the fucking fan base. And I remember at the time when the third series came out, I was I was at the pub with someone. And they were like, just let people enjoy things. I like, you yeah, you can enjoy things to a point. You know? When it gets to the point that you're jumping on counters demanding Szechuan sauce, you've enjoyed your enjoyment you're enjoying it too much. You're anti enjoyment. You've gone to the other side of enjoyment. You know, you've inverted in on yourself in the enjoyment levels, and I I didn't buy it, and I and it was it's a shame because it's such a good show, but by series three I was like I don't know if I can even watch this anymore because it, it's become so meta that it's not even anything. It's like point past the point of meta where it's become a self parody and it's meta again, you know. And uh, yeah, just didn't. Obviously, I watched it all. I watched it all. I think series three maybe had one of the best episodes. The um, Rick Lanter's episode. Was that series three? I can't remember now. <clears throat> that was a really good episode. But yeah, the new series is out. And um, yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's good. It's good. I mean, I don't, maybe I've grown up. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that was it before. Maybe I'd just grown up. 
And I was like, why are you all you watch? Why are you all you getting so excited of this show? <laughs> the fucking uh, one of the chefs at work, Mark, if you're listening, um, he bought me a fucking Rick hat for Secret Santa one year, and I've worn it once on that day. But I appreciate it though, Mark. I'm going to keep it forever because when people come over, they're like, "Are you a Rick and Morty fan?" I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, I am. Yeah. Just to get him to shut up. Just to get him to wubba lubba dubba shut up. Wubba lubba shut up. I miss going to the pub. I'm thinking about going to the pub in that little story about Rick and Morty. Yeah, it it does suck. Because drinking on your own isn't fun. You know? I mean, I know that it wouldn't be really. Uh, you see those old, those those old gentlemen at the at the bar, who sit at the bar all night and no one speaks to them. Well, they're out there, you know. They're out there without a bar at the moment. Think about them. And when the bars are open and the pubs are open, all you fuckers are going to try and take the seats that were for those dudes, you know. Those were the dudes that came in religiously. They ordered the same thing every day. They were sure business for those pubs. They were sure fire business. They'd come in and they'd buy the nuts. No one else was buying. Pork scratchings there, don't worry about them. You don't even have to restock those. You have to restock them because of those dudes. They were good business for those pubs and they're going to get fucking drawn out of all the pubs. The, 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 the bar flies. The bar flies of this world are going to have to fly out there and it's going to be because of all you people that don't usually go to the pub. Don't usually go to the pub. And you're like, well, I can go to the pub now. The pubs are open. So I'm going to go to the pub. 25, tw- 25% capacity. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I can drive because I don't go to the pub. I didn't drink away the money I would have spent on driving lessons. I'm going to get there first. It will be interesting. (laughs) It will be interesting when they first open those pubs. Let me tell you, if there is any pubs to open, it'll be interesting. No, don't say that. That's too negative. Kind of don't even think it. God, imagine no pubs. Is that, like, the only thing we have left? I mean, I know they close more and more every year, even before COVID, but is that the only thing we've got left is pubs, like, traditionally British, you know? I mean, we've got the royal family, but most people don't care about them or think they're stupid or think they stand for, you know, horrible inequality. I say people, (laughs) But yeah, it was all we have that's the pubs. And if the government doesn't sort it out, <clears throat> they're not going to be there when, we, when we're allowed out again, officially. Did you hear about that fucking Dominic Cummings guy? Jesus Christ. You know, I'm not going to get... I can't get into it. I can't even get into it. This isn't, a, this isn't a political show. When I started this podcast nine weeks ago, I made a... I swore that it wouldn't become a political show. <laughs> It was going to be a uh, non-political show. As long as I'm rambling, it's still happening. <laughs> happening. As long as it's ram... No. 
As long as it's rambling, no. As long as it's happening, it's still rambling. That should be the that should be the motto of this show. As long as I'm rambling, it's still happening. But it's hard to say though. I don't know if I can say that every episode. Hello, welcome back to Dishcast. If I'm rambling, it's still happening. Yeah, that's alright. Maybe I could just cut that segment out and just use it the same every week. Because I've been learning bloody Adobe Audition. And um, let me tell you, it's a lot easier to use than bloody Ableton Live. Let me tell you. I'll tell you that free. I just didn't get able to. I didn't understand what's happening. It's just not laid out in the correct way. It's all like bloody columns and shit. And I'm sure I didn't have it on properly. I'm sure there's a saying. Click the multitask saying, etc. But no, I didn't. I didn't have time. Didn't have time to get involved in that. Even though I'm, I'm sure it's the superior uh, software than the one I'm using. No, no, Adobe is good actually. I love you know. Adobe is good because um, if you're using Premiere Pro, which I was using when I made that uh, video with the with the terrible audio, when I was making that video with the terrible audio. I was using Premiere Pro, which I now have, and um, I was talking to my friend about it, and he was saying it's good to have, if you're going to get involved in a bunch of different, you know, creative uh, softwares, then it's good to go with Adobe because they have all these different avenues, and they all kind of sync together, you know? Like, if you open it, it will instantly convert into a different file when you move it to a different software, you know? Um, So... Yeah, I I've, I've talked about softwares and shit on this podcast so often, and I, re- I literally know nothing about them. I really don't. I'd like to have a fucking geek egghead on the show so he can actually tell me what, like the real things. Um, but, the, the, you know, um, until lockdown, it's impossible, I'm afraid. It's impossible. Well, I could ask my brother to be on the show. I could ask him to be on the show, couldn't I? Hey, guy, what do you think of basketball? What do you think of basketball, guy? Guy, what do you think of basketball? Yeah, it's alright. Oh, cool. Alright. Did it ding 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 did it ding? <laughs> Is that my intro? Did it ding 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 did it ding? No, it sounds like fucking something else. I think I just maneuvered that into something else. I wanted to do another episode. Of, I want to do another episode of Rollies Out the Back, and I'm looking for someone to do it with. Because, um, well, no, I, I, I'm uh, Jake. I'm going to do one with you at some point. Um, and Louie, I'm going to do another one with you. But it, it's it's just tough because I can't... Um, this, like, my internet connection just sucks. <laughs> I've got unlimited internet on my phone. So the system I've worked out is I hotspot my laptop to my phone. And it's not reliable. Do it, It's not reliable at all doing that. Because if you, if you get up and you walk away, you just walk the Wi-Fi away from your laptop go outside for a fag, come back in, and whatever I was downloading is no longer downloading. Um, yeah, and obviously I want to, like, use my phone while I'm using my laptop. I'm watching a video and I want to, like, text someone. If I want to text someone, I've got a text! If, I don't, if you want to send a text, or, I mean, actually sending a text wouldn't even affect it, probably. You can use the 4G somehow. And you want to use the 4G on the laptop, then it, it 
it does con conflict. They have, they have both of those things have the both of those things have creative differences when that occurs. So you, you just get cut off. And then I just go into the house Wi-Fi because my fucking laptop just thinks that oh, you've walked off. Oh, all right, see ya. I'll just go into the the house Wi-Fi, which sucks. Maybe it doesn't suck. Maybe it just sucks for my laptop. Everything I've everything I use sucks for the Wi-Fi, but no one else in this house has an issue with the Wi-Fi. Who knows at this point? Who knows? For all you long-time listeners, you thought episode five was garbage. This is this this tops it all. Hopefully, you get some entertainment value out of this, and hopefully, I'll end it at some point. <laughs> I think this is, I made creative decisions not to go to sleep last night, so I'm pretty wired. And also, I've made a creative decision not to sit down this episode, so I'm sort of pacing on the spot. So if you hear hear a lot of ambient noise, any sort of um, creaky creaking or like that that noise that's just the noise of cables hitting the um mic microwave mi microphone arm a bit of a bit of an adjust there um because it's so tall because i'm so tall right i think we're actually going to wrap it up if you want to reach the show talking to you chow bash talking to you jackson murphy um it's dishboymax at gmail.com and our, our anything <laughs> anything this is where you this is where your email would be right now it'd be at the end of the episode and i guarantee you'll get read if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast and you're like well why would i send an email in i mean what what's the point because i will read it whatever it is unless it's some sort of horrible racism or some kind of homophobicness you know then i won't read it I mean, I'll shame you. I'll shame you. I'll shame you publicly on it, but I won't read it out. If you want to have your email read on this podcast, then send it to dishboymax at gmail.com. Anything, a question, a story, an anecdote, horrible abuse, it'll get read. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the longest podcast so far, probably. I'm out of breath. I'm probably just going to crash and go to bed. This might not even come out on the date that I said it was at the beginning because my chest hurts from all this talking. I'm going to go check on my beer. Later, skaters. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.